Thank you for tuning into my podcast. The mission of The Authentic Networker is to inspire a new way of being with each other, inspiring each other, championing, collaborating with each other to inspire a successful journey. Each of us wants more than anything to be loved and to matter in our world. Success is a big part of that. So I seek to interview people that have something unique and extraordinary to say about the journey of success in the people business. Authentic networkers are curious connectors, authentically expanding their network. They listen to, are present, and honor the diverse values and experiences of others. If this philosophy resonates with you, I encourage you to study it and share it with your network. Let's dive into another epic interview and learn some of these stories. Are you familiar with any of these business models? Direct selling, multi-level marketing, or network marketing? What do you know about these companies? You ever been involved in any of them? Have you ever been a customer of any of them? Have you ever been approached to represent any of them? Hi, my name is Richard Blissbrook, and I'm the author of The Four-Year Career, a book about how to build a network marketing income in four to five years on which you could then earn for the rest of your life. The book is about truth, both the upside of network marketing and the downside. Some people swear by the income concept and the products they sell, and a lot of people swear they would never get involved, and for good reason. Many people who've attempted to build a team have done so misrepresenting the products or opportunity or by insisting their friends should join them, even if they didn't want to. Oftentimes, hype has overruled reason and common sense. Success in any venture is not easy, which is why it's reserved for the few that make it happen. In this video, we recorded an interview I did in 2019 with Bob Proctor in his studios in Toronto on why network marketing. Bob has been a prosperity coach and success ambassador for over 60 years. He's the author of several best-selling books, including the classic, You Were Born Rich. He's a well-known law of attraction expert and was featured in The Secret, a revolutionary movie on success and happiness studied by close to 100 million people worldwide. I wanted to talk to Bob because he's responsible for millions of people around the world discovering their own path to success. He's a powerhouse inspiration to the ambitious souls in the world and a guide and coach on how to master the principles of success. Let's jump into the interview and listen to Mr. Proctor talk about how network marketing could be your e-ticket ride to an abundant life. I've had an interesting life. Yes. Up until I was 26, I was struggling. Uh, I was a kid that wouldn't listen to anybody, and I struggled. And I dropped out of school after a couple of months of high school. I think they asked me to leave. <laughs> and, uh, and I just took any job I could get. So I worked in factories, and uh, then I went into the Navy. And I was sitting in a fire hall in a suburb of Toronto when a man gave me this book. This is Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. I was struggling. He gave me the book and he said, if you'll do exactly what I tell you, you can have anything you want. My life changed just like that. My income went from $4,000 a year to over a million dollars a year in a relatively short period of time. And I did it cleaning offices, washing floors. If you know how to earn money, money will never bother you. Most people don't know how to earn it. School doesn't teach us. Anyway, I knew where the money was. But one day I thought, I'm, I'm not being very responsible. And I started to think, how the heck did this happen? 
I want to find out why did I change? How did I change? Like, how did this happen? So did you use the principles in Think and Grow Rich to launch that business and make it successful? I did, but I didn't understand that's what I was doing. See, there wasn't one answer. There was a series of answers. It took me nine and a half years. And when I finally got the dots to connect, all I wanted to do was teach it. If you had asked me what I was doing, I would have said I'm cleaning offices. Cleaning offices, Richard, was almost incidental of what I was doing. I could have been selling siding for houses or, or windows or cars. It wouldn't have mattered what I was doing. I had all the people that were working with me studying the material that I was studying. It was Earl Nightingale's material, Lead the Field. So do you see, if somebody were complaining about their mortgage, I'd say, well, I'll pay your mortgage. You know? If they wanted to buy a new car, I said, I'll get you a new car. I was just going to show them how to earn some extra money. And that would pay their mortgage or get their car. Right. So I was really helping people get what they wanted. And I had them studying this material that I was studying. Because I think Earl Nightingale's material was probably the best there is. And one day, I was holding a sales meeting early in the morning. I was working in the office in Toronto at the time. And I had everybody listening to Earl Nightingale's Strangest Secret record. And when it was over, <coughs> pardon me, I said, you know, I would love to meet him. And one of the salesmen said, no, you wouldn't. If you wanted to meet him, you'd go and meet him. I said, you know something? He's right. He's right. So anyway, Earl was not an easy guy to get an appointment with. He was the most listened to man in the history of the broadcasting industry at the time. This was in the mid-60s. Right. And um, anyway, I phoned and I got an appointment with him. So I flew to Chicago and I spent an hour with him. And it was a fascinating hour. And at the end of the hour, I said to Earl, I said, Earl, what is the big deal? What is the real secret here? <clears throat> he said, what do you mean, Bob? I said, well, I'm trying to figure out how all this comes together. What, what is the... Well, he said, there isn't any secret. He said, the, the trick of life is to figure out what you love to do and then make a decision you're going to dedicate your life to it. And he said, the problem with most people is they've never figured out what they love to do and they never make a decision to dedicate their life to anything. I, I started getting excited right at that moment because I knew exactly what I loved to do and it wasn't what I was doing. I would love to do what he was doing and I wanted to do it with him. Three years later, I was his vice president of sales. All the top speakers in the world um, they were all recognized by Nightingale. They actually started the personal development industry as we know it today in recorded fashion. And I went to work for them. I worked there five years and then I set out and I decided, I remember taking a pen in my pocket and I said, I'm going to build a company that operates all over the world, which we've done. You have. You've written six books? Well, I've written half a dozen books, but I... I'm not into writing books. I'm into more to writing programs. Right. You see, there's all kinds of people writing books. What people have to get, they have to gain an understanding of the information that's in the book, and then they have to apply it. And so you could have a very handsome library and still be losing. You can go all the way through school, graduate from Oxford, Stanford, and still be losing. Look at the number of people that are graduating from university and they can't even pay the debt that they run into so they could go to school. There's a serious problem when it comes to understanding education, what it really is. The programs that our company produce teach people about who they are, their mind, how the mind functions, how to decide what to do, and then how to execute to do it. 
Which is probably why so many network marketers love your programs. I think that's what network marketing is all about. I think network marketing is more about personal growth, personal development, um, personal transformation. And I think the network marketing aspect of it um, just gives it legitimacy. It turns it into a profession. When's the first time somebody ever maybe tried to interest you in being a distributor or told you about the model? Do you know, I can remember it very clearly, Richard. It was around 1961, maybe early 62. He was a distributor with Amway. Wow. I even remember him standing on Bayview Avenue in Toronto, <laughs> attempting to explain this to me with no pen and pad, nothing. He did not understand it, I know that. I think one of the problems in network marketing today is that the average person is not explaining it properly. If they were explaining it properly, I think a lot more people would grab it right. and would uh, fall in love with it because it offers what people really want in life. I think they want freedom of time. They want freedom of money. They want to have the money to do the things they want to do, and they have to have the time to do it. And so that they can live the life they dream about. There's not many people live that way. They're in the minority for sure. So what is it about network marketing compared to like getting in the industrial cleaning business or even getting in the seminar and program business, the writing books business or any other well, business that might be appealing to the masses as a way for them to build wealth? I thought the answer first was get another office to clean because I got one office, I get $30 a month. Then I got another one, 65 a month. So I'm up to an extra 100 a month. That was right at the early, at the start. And so I thought the answer was get another office to clean. I was exhausted, but I knew I was doing something wrong. And it was like a little voice in my head said, if you can't clean all of them, don't clean any of them. So I got all dressed up and I got other people cleaning offices. I had them cleaning offices in different places in the city and then in another city and another city and another city. So I had multiple sources of income. I had thousands of people out there working and I was getting a piece of the action from all of them. But they weren't. Right. That's the difference in network marketing. Every person in network marketing would be in the position I was in owning that cleaning company. Now, I've never it. thought of this that way before until you brought that up. But that's exactly what it was. So each one of them would have the opportunity to build a team of people that were cleaning offices, but they didn't have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. you, can, uh, you can have your own organization. And the crazy part about it is, if I bring you into my organization and you go and bring Betty in and Betty brings Harry in, Betty and Harry are in my organization too because they come through you. Tell me some stories about, uh, you must know people in network marketing, you must know company owners, you must know top distributors, you must have encountered, spoke to. I've known a lot of people in network marketing. And I see people that um, are pretty ordinary individuals they build pretty extraordinary organizations. Yeah. And um, they haven't changed that much. It's just that they followed a simple pattern and all of a sudden they have a huge organization with many thousands of people in their, in their downline and uh, that they're receiving income on. And I think that's the part that it absolutely fascinates me. I honestly believe that most of the people in network marketing don't really understand what they're involved in. If they did, it would be much more dynamic than it is. I think there's a small percentage of the people that have a real grasp on what they're doing, and so they keep improving it. 
What do you think they're missing? What is it about network marketing they don't understand? I think it's a belief factor. Um, I think they look at the person upline as something going for them they don't have going for themselves. Um, this is pretty true in everything. Um, I believe you can, but I can't. They're extras in somebody else's movie, really. Um, but I think it's changing, and it's changing dramatically because it's becoming much more sophisticated. It's a profession today. It was, um, it was just something somebody did a number of years ago. See, it's still in rompers. Yeah. If you compare it to uh, the legal profession or... Um, franchising. Franchising. Well, even franchising that isn't that old. Right. Uh, by comparison, uh, it's a relatively new profession. And so... <laughs> It's not that well known. It may take another hundred years before it's really recognized for the truth of what it is. But anybody that recognizes it now, I believe, and taking advantage of it, I believe they're living the life that God meant us to live. I mean, we've been endowed with such awesome faculties. We've got such tremendous potential. It, the potential we have goes beyond the scope of our imagination. So we, we should live the life that we dream uh, but most people don't. Is this the essence of your book, You Were Born Rich? It is. It is. If I was in network marketing or I was looking at network marketing and I wasn't doing anything, I wasn't building that team, I was just mm -hmm. hanging out, and you were going to preach to me I was born rich, what would you tell me? Well, first of all, I think I'd get you to explain to me what you're doing. I get you to explain to me the business you're in. I'd probably tell you about the product I'm supposed to be selling. Probably, <laughs> which is incidental. It's really incidental. Now, it has to be a good product. Absolutely. It has to, there's no question about that. But the product is almost incidental relative to what you're gonna do. To what? Incidental to what? To the, um, the marketing plan, the, um, the growth potential, the opportunity that's Staring you right in the face. Which is kind of like the breakthrough you had in the cleaning business. Oh, it is. No question like, about it. That's the breakthrough yeah. I need, is yeah. to go from yeah. trying to clean all the offices myself, which is trying to sell product to everybody oh, I can sell product that's to. A, that's a very good example. What they've got to understand is that they come in, they're automatically leaders. And to be a good leader, you've got to be a good follower. And the trick is to know when to be which, leader or follower. He talks about that in here. Mm -hmm. He brings it very clearly to your attention. So the truth in this, when you first come in, you should be a good follower of the person that brought you in, if they know where they're going. And you better check that out, because they might not know where they're going. Well, somebody upline knows where they're going, because if, if you go up high enough, somebody's making a million dollars a year in most companies. I tell people that. I said, listen, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you want to do it better, go to someone that's already demonstrated by results. They really know what they're doing find out what they're doing, then do exactly what they tell you. The one thing I found out uh, is that successful people share their success. Right. And if they don't, they're not really not successful. They're, they're having a short-term win. Listen carefully to them, and then go and do exactly what they tell you. Don't try and add anything to it, and don't try and take anything away from it. So you were, you, you were in some gold there, talking about the, the the big epiphany, the breakthrough you had in the cleaning business was instead of trying to clean all the offices yourself, you, you went to people and said, 
you want to learn how to pay your mortgage, you want to buy a new car, I'll show you how. And you recruited them Absolutely. into the cleaning business. That's exactly what I did. And that's how you grew to a global company. Yeah. So I'm a distributor in network marketing. And the biggest challenge that I see, Bob, with distributors is they love the product so much and the product's so tangible, it's so easy to talk about, that they try to clean all the offices themselves versus that the piece that I want you to drill down on is that piece where you saw yourself as having an opportunity you could share with other people. And the way you shared it was by asking them what they wanted. Part of the presentation is finding out what the other person wants. You see, I'm not interested in telling you anything about what I'm doing, how well I'm doing it, what I've got or what I haven't got, until I find out what you really want. And how do you find out what I want? By asking you questions. <laughs> and then when I'm answering... But I, I have, to go, before, I have yeah. to go further than that. And I don't only have to ask you questions. i got to get interested in you. One of the biggest things I learned last year, don't listen to hear, listen to understand. When you talk to a person, you've got to listen to understand where they're coming from. We listen to hear so we can answer. If I understand where you're coming from, and I really listen carefully... I'm going to know how I can help you if I can. Maybe I can't. In network marketing, the beautiful truth is that if I find out you want what you want and you are not on a path that you love being on and earning everything you can earn, then odds are pretty good I can help you. <laughs> I was talking to a doctor one day and he was telling me in Phoenix, he was telling me he was going to quit the profession. I said, why are you going to quit? Well, he said, you've got to put in more time to earn less money. But I said, why did you become a doctor? I said, because I love it. Well, I said, what difference would it make if you're earning any money if you're doing what you love to do? You see, the important thing in life is spend your days doing what you love. I said, you've made a critical error in life or someone has made one and you believe them. You think you go to work to earn money. That is not the truth. You provide service to earn money. And that's what network marketers do. They provide service. And I told this doctor, if you weren't earning anything as a doctor, if you're doing what you love, how can you beat that? You can earn the money doing something else. You can earn it doing network marketing. And I think that's why so many doctors are in network marketing today. You'd make a really good network marketer. <laughs> I think I would. I know very well I would. You know, one of the things you told uh, Kimmy and I when we were here in November, uh, we were talking about your career, which is global impact and really uh, uh, a world-renowned impact that you've had on millions of people in your career, and you do very well financially. Mm -hmm. And you told us, if you had it to do over again, you might do network marketing. Oh, I would. If I was to start all over again? Yeah. No question about it. That, that's what I would do. I would be in the same business I'm in now. I'd be in personal development, and um, I could build a much larger income. Now, I earn a very large income. And I don't want a bigger house. I'm in the house I'll probably die in. I have my own studio. I love it. Money just enables you to extend the good you do far beyond your own presence. They give a lot of money away. And so the more you earn, the more good you can do. Money's an instrument. That's all it is. Right. You know, having money isn't going to make you a better person. If you're not a nice person, you become despicable. Money makes you more of what you are. What do you think are some of the things that are missing in our profession? Like things that, uh, as professionals in network marketing, we ought to work 
to improve or correct? I think leadership should be one of the first things they learn. So what do you mean by leadership? I'm talking about someone that knows how to sit down with a new person, help them lay out a plan, and then help them execute the plan. Help the person grow. Great leaders inspire people to grow. That's really what they do. They trigger something that's already within them. Amanda Montessori put it very well. See, network marketing is an educational program. Education comes from, the, as Hill says in this book, comes from the Latin educo, meaning to induce, to develop, or to draw from within. Madame Montessori said, we send kids to school, we treat them like they're an empty cup, and we expect the school to fill the cup. Because that's not the way it is. Right. She said, when we send the child to school, we want to use the cup. The cup is already full. The teacher should show them how to get what's in the cup out of the cup. We have been blessed by a very generous God with more potential than we'll ever use in our lifetime. I think the great leader helps a person understand that and then helps them understand what they have to do to start drawing that out. That's what the network marketing profession needs more of. There's too many people coming in and not going anywhere in the business. Too many people get in the business, but they just don't see the opportunity to build that team. Well, they might <clears throat> see the opportunity, but they don't believe they can execute it. So what would you tell that person? I'd want to find out where you're coming from. Right. I'd ask you questions. I'd ask you a lot of questions before I really started to give you any kind of direction. And if I take the time to do that, knowing that you've got genius locked up within you, I don't care what your results are like, then I can start to lead you. Um, I, can, uh, I can promise you the moon, and then I can show you how to deliver it. But it's you that's going to have to go and get it. I can't get it for you. I was taught our belief system, and this is something I struggled with for a long time, because I started to study the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, the Torah. I got into all the religious books, and I got into all the books in psychology, because I understood the trick was belief. I was winning because I started to believe I could win. And Vandewal, who is my mentor, he said our belief system is based upon a reevaluation of something. And frequently, if we reevaluate a situation, our belief about that situation will change. I started to think about it. I had been reevaluating who I was all my life from the time I picked up this book. I started to reevaluate who I was. That's all I was doing. I was listening to all Earl's records. I was reevaluating who I was. That's really what I was doing all the time. And as I'd reevaluate, I'd throw away an old belief and I would create a new one. I'd throw away this and I'd grab another one. And my belief system was spiraling upwards. Didn't aware, I wasn't aware that's what I was doing. See, I was doing it, and I wasn't consciously aware of it. So I know that if you're not doing well, it's because you don't believe you can do well. If you believe you can do well, you're going to do it. And perhaps it's time for reevaluation. We should continually reevaluate. I study every day. I read this a little bit every day. And there's not a day goes by that I don't. So if I'm in network marketing and I'm not doing well, I'm stuck. How would, you how would you coach me to reevaluate me and reevaluate my Richard, opportunity? Being stuck is not your problem. Ignorance is your problem. Ignorance is your problem. Ignorance simply means not knowing. There's something about you you don't know. That's why you are stuck. And as you start to know some of these things about yourself, you're not going to be stuck any longer. See, the path is right in front of us. So this stuck concept is a, it's a misnomer. We're not stuck. We're ignorant. There's something about ourselves we don't understand. And we see that and learn that through constant reevaluation.
Absolutely. Never stop reevaluating. And you've got to be going towards something you want. Now, most of the times when we want something, we instantly think we can't have it. That's not true. We instantly try and figure out how we're going to get there, and we don't see how we're going to get there, so we say we can't. Just because you don't know how, that doesn't mean you can't. Hillary didn't know how to get to the top of the mountain, but he got there. Ford didn't know how to build a V8 engine, but he built it. Uh, Edison didn't know how to illuminate the world, but he did it. And on and on we go. Right. See, what we've got to do, we've got to believe in our ideas. And we've got to understand, just because we don't know how to do it, that doesn't mean we can't do it. In fact, if you do know how to do it, you're going to go sideways. You're not going ahead at all. Your goal should be for something you don't know how to do. Now, if I come into network marketing, whatever company I come into, I find out what the top spot is, and that would be the goal. I don't care about how many there are between here and there. I'd get all of them too, and I'd have targets to hit them. But they are merely stepping stones, but I'd be going for the summit. And tell me some other things about network marketing that you find um, inspiring or advantageous. You can start on whatever basis you want. That's the beautiful part. We talked about me and the cleaning business, owning your own cleaning business and having all kinds of cleaners because I couldn't do it all, so I couldn't do it. I decided I wouldn't do any of it. I'd be the same as a network marketer. He has a whole organization. He can't do it all. So he has them all doing some of it. With one difference. All of the people you have in the cleaning business don't get to recruit no. other people in the cleaning business. Let's say the son of a very wealthy industrialist it has a bunch of companies. And when this industrialist passes on or passes the mantle, gives it to the son or the daughter, and they collect on all this beautiful stuff forever. Well, everybody can move into that slot in network marketing. They're at the top of their own organization. And there's only a short period of time they'll have a pretty respectable organization under them if they follow the rules. And you're drawing income from every one of them. And the beautiful truth is, you could do it while you're building your dental practice. You could do it while you're building your medical practice. You could do it while you're selling your cars. You could do it while you're doing whatever you're doing. And you can do this on a very part-time basis. If you follow the rules and you do it properly on a part-time basis, pretty soon the money you're earning on this part-time thing would by far exceed whatever you're earning at this full-time work. It's one of the beautiful things about the model that, like the way I explain it to people, is on a scale of one to ten, I could be a three or a four in my leadership, my influence, my motivation, my belief, all of those things. But I could end up with somebody on my team that's a seven or an eight or a nine or a ten, and they go build this explosive group, this big it's all on my team. You don't benefit from that oh, yeah. in your business model, but in network marketing, we call it uh, the tipping point, when you get two or three hundred people on your team, the odds are at least one or two of them, they're better than you. Oh, without question. Listen, there's, there's so much opportunity in network marketing. If a person's looking at this, they've got to get their ego out of the way. They've got to ask, what's more important? What I think of my position, what I think other people think of my position, or is the way I'm living more important? Because it offers such a phenomenal way of life. I think the only reason people don't do it is because they're misguided. They don't understand. And they don't really get the proper message. And they get the proper message, away they go. Like I know lawyers that are earning millions of dollars as network marketing. They didn't do it as lawyers. In fact, they didn't even like being lawyers. And if a person's looking 
and they're not really happy with how they're living, they want to take a real serious look at this. Because what else can you do where you absolutely love it and you got more money coming in than you can spend? What's the spiritual connection between I'm somebody that has, I'm looking at network marketing because something's missing in my life. I found network marketing, but I'm not yet doing it. I'm not building a team. Well, What's the spiritual connection that might pop it for me? Well, I think what we've got to understand, it's spirit that makes us all the same. I don't care if you're black, white, male, female, tall, short, fat, thin. I don't care if you come from Africa or from uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. It really doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your culture is, what your background is. Spirit is 100% evenly present in all places at the same time. We are all spiritual expressions. We've been blessed with talent and abilities and faculties beyond the scope of our imagination. We haven't even scratched what we're capable of doing. I believe that network marketing as a profession helps people understand that better, helps bring that to the surface, help people really take a look at who they are, what they are, and what they're capable of doing. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. You're a huge gift to mankind and Thank the you, network Richard. marketing profession. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, Thank you. Me too. I could have asked Bob Proctor questions for a week. His wisdom runs deep, and I believe it's useful that a man such as him has such profound things to say about our profession, and you can tell he believes what he says. He actually did tell me if I had to do it all over again, I would choose network marketing as my career. And we can quote him on that. If you ever create the opportunity to be in any of the Proctor Gallagher events or programs, do so. It may be the best investment you ever make. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning into the Authentic Networker podcast. There are over 100 episodes to study, including another 100 blog articles at richardbrook.com.